The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. Jesus called them and immediately they left their boats and their father and followed him. He went all around Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease, illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The opera, the gospel message today is an opera in four movements. The first movement, Jesus meets us at the seashore. Notice that Jesus in today's gospel, he doesn't wait for Peter and the other fishermen to come out to the synagogue and meet him there at the synagogue. Jesus meets them at the seashore. Jesus meets them in their own world. And Jesus is going to do the same for you and me as well. Jesus will meet you at the office. Jesus will meet you on your back porch. Jesus will meet you at your kitchen table. Jesus isn't satisfied with meeting you in all of the sacred spaces once a week. Jesus wants to be a part of your everyday world. He wants to be in the nitty gritty of your life. And so he's going to meet you out at the seashore. He's going to meet you in your workplace. Second movement, when you encounter Jesus, you're going to be called to follow him and that's going to require letting go of your nets. If you want to become more preoccupied with Jesus, you're going to have to let go of some of your earthly preoccupations. And this week, every week, the Lord will call you to follow him a little bit closer. And that will require you to let go some of, your, some of your nets, some of your earthly preoccupations. So a good question to ask yourself is, this week, right now, what are the nets that I need to let go of in order to follow Christ? Every now and then, it's going to be a dramatic letting go because you see that the fishermen immediately left their nets. 
they immediately left their nets and walked away from them. So sometimes we're called to dramatically let go of our nets. You probably know, because I've said it many times, that, that I was a novice director, a seminary director for many years, and one of my seminarians, his name is Tucker, he uh, went to A&M uh, before he joined the Jesuits, and, uh, and he had a lot of college debt. Then he got a job in Houston and was working his job. Uh, and then he went to a Jesuit vocation retreat. And on this retreat, he just fell in love with the idea of becoming a Jesuit priest. He went to the vocation director right then and there and said, I really want to be a, a Jesuit priest. And, and they looked into uh, all of the details of his life. And, and the vocation director said, you know, you have a bit too much debt right now. You need to work off some of your debt. So he finished the retreat there in Grand Coteau, Louisiana. He's driving back to Houston to his house. And in his mind, as he's driving, he's seeing all of the things in his apartment house. And each one of the items in his house, in his mind, had a price tag on it. And he said, I'm going to have a yard sale. He went home and he sold everything he had, literally. And he joined the Jesuits. And in June, he's going to be ordained right on this spot. Sometimes we're called to dramatically let go of those nets leave our nets behind so that we can follow Christ. The third movement, we will and will not succeed at letting go of our nets because even the fishermen didn't succeed perfectly. It looks perfect here in this story. They immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. But we know that at the end of John's gospel, we hear that when Peter went to the empty tomb and did not find the body of Jesus, and was confused, did Jesus resurrect? There was rumors that maybe someone had snatched his body. He didn't know what was going on, he was confused. What was the first thing that he did? I'm going fishing. He went back to his nets. And that's probably true about you and me too. When we get confused, when we get anxious, when we get nervous, we go back to our nets. We go back to the earthly preoccupations rather than clinging to Christ as we should. There's, there's a common comedy sketch trope. Uh, I, I think I remember it on Mr. Bean, you know, the, the, the comedian, the British comedian, but I think I've also seen it on a, on a rom-com as well. The, the sketch is Mr. Bean goes into the bathroom and he comes out of the bathroom and he's got a bit of the of the tail end of the toilet paper roll stuck to the bottom of his shoe. Now he's walking around and this long trail of toilet paper is falling behind him and he not knowing it. That's a bit of what happens to our nets. They, they cling to us a little bit. We, we think we've left them entirely, but actually they're following right behind us. You know, when my novices entered for the, for the first few weeks, I usually gave a homily about this very thing, and I said, you know, you guys, you novices, you've done a dramatic thing. You've left everything and, and, and joined the, the Jesuits. And so you've done the wonderful thing. You've left your nets, but there's a good chance that you dragged a bit of those nets in here as well, and you're going to discover that over time. And sure enough, one by one, they come to me and say, you know, I found a bit of the nets that I dragged in with me. Maybe they haven't really emotionally let go of the old girlfriend or maybe a job opening, they left it open just in case. 
Sometimes we hedge our bets. We don't truly leave our nets. We, we hold them to the side in case we need to run back to them. And so we will and will not succeed in leaving our nets. But the fourth movement is this. Jesus will return to the seashore to come and scoop you up again. That's how much Jesus loves you. Because you know that's exactly what happened to Peter. Peter went back to his nets at the end of John's gospel and the resurrected Lord met him at the seashore again, scooped him up again. Hey, Peter, no more fishing, buddy. It's not fish, it's sheep. You're going to be a shepherd. You're going to be a shepherd. Come on over. You're a disciple now. You need to come this way. And Peter left his nets again a second time. And guess what? If Peter had gone back a third time, Jesus would have gone right back there again. That's how much Jesus loves us. The fourth movement is this, that Jesus will always come back for us. He'll always come back to take us back again.